And let's pick up Sean Hannity talking to Jamie Dupree now live in South Carolina. Rubio and Ted Cruz, sort of, you know, if you the, the polls are, have been very consistent, Sean, as we've talked about. And I see no reason to back away from them to think that somehow Donald Trump is going to collapse. I mean, I think if he did and he doesn't win Saturday, it would be a surprise of major proportions. I just don't see it happening. But the second place... Uh, you know, the, the indicators are sort of all over the place on Rubio and Cruz. Some polls have them in a dead heat. Uh, there's one that has Cruz up a bunch. There's the one that has Rubio up a bunch. I, you know, I, my gut tells me that Rubio is growing, but how much and whether he can catch Cruz, because I do think Cruz has an edge in organization and in, in people that have been on the ground. But Rubio does have the governor, one of the senators, uh, Trey Gowdy is well on board, and that pay, may pay off for him, Sean. You know, I spoke in Greenville last night at, at Levin's event, the conservative review event, and uh, the crowd was nearly 10,000 people. It was massive. And then five minutes before, I guess he was scheduled to speak, Marco, excuse me, Rubio canceled that. I'm not exactly sure why. Now, I can tell you because I spoke before him that the crowd was very pro Ted Cruz. And I wonder if word got back to them that that was the case and maybe they didn't want to be in a situation where where maybe they were heckled or booed. Yeah, the only explanation that I heard was that their schedule had been, quote, blown up or something like that, which you know, I wasn't with him later in the day. I saw him at a at a, at a noontime event in Anderson, South Carolina, which is about an hour from where you were at that event last night. And then I think he was over in the other part of the state. So I don't know what happened. I know somebody was uh, giving me a hard time. All of my assignment editors, as I call them on Twitter, were giving me uh, a hard time this morning about what I covered and what I didn't cover yesterday. So we'll have to see. It may well be that that was one of those events they decided for whatever reason not to attend. I still think just my gut tells me he's got a little mojo and that uh, Cruz has been fighting the headwinds of Donald Trump the last 10 days here. And Trump, uh, even yesterday, you know, in his evening rally, Trump didn't even mention the spat he had with the Pope yesterday, but he zeroed in on Ted Cruz repeatedly and uh, said, you know, he's, he lies, he's a liar, he, he raises the Bible and tells lies. And you can tell from interviewing voters, Sean, here on the ground, that those kind of attacks have leaked through to people just by listening to the way they talk, uh, that uh, Trump has definitely had an impact. Now, how much... That's the unknown at this point in time. But uh, I think Cruz and Ruby are fairly close for second. And let's face it, if Cruz finished third, I think there would be a big setback for him on a number of levels because uh, I really thought, think that they thought they could compete, not only compete down here, but beat Donald Trump. And if you can't beat Trump in South Carolina, then you may not be able to beat him on Super Tuesday either. Uh, on the contrary side, Rubio really needs to finish no worse than third and knock Jeb Bush out of this race once and for all. And I, I think that's probably his biggest goal tomorrow. When we look at the polls, you're right. Every poll has been consistent except one. And that's on the national level. That's the NBC News Wall Street Journal poll. And they, they have, for example, South Carolina, now a five-point race with Trump in the lead. Every other poll has him up by double digits. Um, and then in the yeah, national and poll... isn't that odd that the Fox so poll has that same kind of thing? Fox has it where their national poll sort of looks like their South Carolina poll. So they're obviously, this is the thing that most people don't realize, is that the pollsters put, uh, put together their own models as to how they think the turnout will be. And they may get similar results in who they call, but it's applied differently when they figure out how it's going to look in the final thing. So, you know, it's another one of those things 
things are in the aftermath we'll be able to figure out. There's been a couple daily polls that have been going on by Emerson and by ARG. ARG showed a big bump for Rubio the other night, and then it pulled back a little uh, last night. So, you know, to me, the most interesting thing, several things yesterday when I interviewed people, it was the people between Trump and Rubio. I'd never come into contact with that in Iowa and New Hampshire, but here it was something there. Cruz, uh, Cruz has very dedicated supporters, but I'm always surprised that when I interview people and ask them, well, uh, you know, if they're supporting other candidates, did you think about Cruz? And it's always seems to be very negative. It, 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 there's no middle ground on Cruz, it seems like. There's a lot of people who really like him, and there's a lot of people who really don't like him for a variety of reasons. Trump, again, uh, I mean, the Trump rallies are just something. In the number of people, uh, there still are some people who are obviously just there for the show, but there are an awful lot of people very, very committed. In fact, I talked to one guy last night who was a pastor in uh, the town, uh, where it was, Gaffney, South Carolina. That's where we were. And I said, well, you're a, a pastor, an evangelical pastor, you know, wouldn't you be looking at, at Cruz? And he sort of took a deep breath and he said, well, there are some things that I don't like when Donald Trump talks. I don't like what he says and I don't like how he says it. But I just think he's straight up. In other words, uh, the feeling still is, is that Trump is going to be the one guy who would go to D.C. and grab things and shake it up and do something different. And they just they don't even see that in Ted Cruz, uh, but they do see that in Trump. You know, as I'm watching all of this, do you have any sense or any feel on the ground? And, and by the way, your observations in New Hampshire were dead on accurate. So you're kind of dismissing as outliers the NBC poll, uh, which I kind of am, too, because there's so many other polls that say just the opposite. Are you getting any uh, sense? The only thing about that, yeah. the, the only thing I would say, Sean, about the, the outlier poll is I still in my gut just wonder if Cruz's support is being underestimated because he just because of the heavy of evangelical just, electorate. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 and listening on local radio the last couple of days as I'm driving around, people don't understand what I do when I get in the car for two and three hours. My finger just hits the button every couple seconds. I'm looking for ads. I'm looking for call in shows. And the number of people talking about Cruz was off the charts much more than Trump. And so I, part of me, while I look at the polls and I see that and I and I know exactly what my gut tells me about Trump really stiff arming Cruz really well over the last 10 days. I just don't think Cruz has not come up with a way to get back at Trump that's been effective. And that's not a knock on him. I just think it's the truth of where it is. And so I, I just wonder, are, are there some late, is there some late movement that I'm missing? Uh, uh, you know, I don't know. We'll just have to see tomorrow. But again, it would be a big setback if, if Cruz is, it, it drops to third. I, I think that would really hurt him overall. Or you could outperform, and maybe the the NBC poll is more indicative than what other polls are picking up. Is the Pope versus Trump battle helping Trump? Do you get any sense on the ground about that? <laughs> I I, um, uh, I asked that pastor about it. He said he'd heard a little about it, and he didn't really think much of it. I, I tell you, we're in a state uh, where there's not a huge Catholic population, so I don't think it's that big of a deal here. If we were, say, right before the Pennsylvania or the New York primary, the Ohio primary, something like that, maybe it'd have a bit different impact. But, I mean, I look at it, I, I'm going to still... Uh, stick with my original thought, which was what could be better for Donald Trump than the Pope uh, and knocking him over immigration, which has been Trump's signature issue since the beginning. Uh, I did think it was interesting at the rally I went to with Trump yesterday. Trump did not talk about the Pope at all. He did. He touched on immigration, but he left the issue of the Pope just sort of there and didn't talk about it. And so that told me that even Donald Trump may have thought and his advisors may have thought, hey, you know what? Let's leave this alone for right now. Let's Mm -hmm. move on. But I still think it was a net positive in the short term.
for Trump. Well, I can tell you that the crowd that I spoke to last night was overwhelmingly supportive of Ted Cruz. And there were a lot of people there. Um, Ted Cruz has blasted the president for skipping Antonin Scalia's funeral on Saturday. Um, and which, by the way, I think is pretty disrespectful. And the question is, has Scalia's death created any sense of urgency, do you think, on the ground in terms of how the voters feel? You know, it's funny because Eric Erickson, who, you know, did uh, did a, uh, a a sort of focus group with a bunch of undecided voters and found a lot of them were moving toward Cruz because of that Supreme Court issue. And certainly Cruz has been emphasizing it. And he's not the only one. Everybody's been talking about it, especially uh, Marco Rubio and, and, and Trump has been noting it as well. But Cruz has really been hammering on it. And one of the ads that got under the skin of Donald Trump is on that exact issue where Cruz accuses Trump of, of not being a real conservative. And so therefore you have to worry about who he would put on the U.S. Supreme Court. I'm I don't know that it's created any extra urgency, but I do think for some voters it's focused them on, hey, you know, this is a big deal. Again, as I've said, Supreme Court vacancies are big no matter what. They're even bigger in an election year. And when they tip the ideological balance of the court, I mean, I haven't had time this week to go back and find out when we had a similar kind of event. I'm sure there has to have been some in our history where you had a 4-4 split and somebody new came on that could flip the court the other way. I mean, you would think this is going to be a big showdown whether or not it was a presidential election year, Sean. Yeah, a lot going on. All right, let's go to the Democrats. Let's go to Nevada. Uh, and boy, Hillary is in big trouble there. Now, she seems to have a firewall here in South Carolina, but that's not until a week from now for her. So the question is, yeah, I would if say Bernie's this, the, the momentum. Yeah, if Bernie Sanders wins, think about it, Sean, I'll take the words right out of your mouth. If he wins, I think he does better here. Period. End of sentence. I, I don't care how much uh, of the firewall is here. It helps him in all those other states, just like for Donald Trump. If Donald Trump wins here, I think his numbers get more secure in Nevada and in a lot of the Super Tuesday states. Uh, I, uh, you know, it's just it's one of those things where uh, the the sometimes in a campaign, just events get away from you. And I, I just wonder, are things getting away from the Clintons now like they were eight years ago? Nevada, though, the one thing that maybe is in the, the hip pocket of Hillary Clinton would be the Harry Reid machine out there. And Reid certainly has turned elections before. Just think of the Senate race that he was supposed to lose a couple of years ago uh, to Sharon Angle, and suddenly he won. So I, I'm going to be interested to see how much muscle they're able uh, to get out there and some of the unions to help Hillary Clinton. But yeah, uh, I'm not saying it would be a game changer for Sanders, but it would certainly alter the dynamics of this race no even doubt. more if he were to win on Saturday night. There's, there's such a narrative now that has emerged. We picked up on this first. You discussed it with us, and that is how the DNC is kind of helping Clinton by superdelegates, and the floodgates are, are now open, and the Bernie Sanders people are furious about this because they feel they're being cheated. And then people in, in states where Bernie Sanders wins, like New Hampshire, they feel like, well, wait a minute, we, we voted for Bernie Sanders, you're going against the... the the people in the vote and and this is disgraceful and this is all the type of inside politics that has catapulted sanders in the first place well remember eight years ago we had this exact same situation i saw a report the other day that some super delegate was flipping from uh from clinton to sanders and about eight years at this time people started flipping from clinton to obama and she was trying to use the same strategy eight years ago against barack obama you don't win some of the states but you still get those super delegates the rules are pretty much the same as i understand them for this time. So the Sanders people have to do a lot of work. I think I saw some AP story today that since New Hampshire, Clinton has got an overwhelming number of super 
delegate endorsements and committals. So she's going to keep, you know, r- running up the scoreboard on that. That is part of the whole battle. It's not yeah. just who goes to the polls and votes. And yeah, I would think that the Sanders people are, are fighting uphill on that one for sure, Sean. Did you see Hillary getting booed for making a dig at Sanders saying that, oh, he's only recently become a Democrat? Yeah. And not only that, they quickly put out my, my email last night as I was doing my work late last night. The town hall was going on out in Nevada and it was nothing but Bernie uh, Hillary, Bernie Hillary, you know, coming back and forth. And the Hillary camp was uh, uh, going after Sanders, not only on the Democrat thing, but also on his criticism of President Obama and and even President Clinton's policies. So they are trying. I'm just fascinated. You know, a lot of people thought, well, how is Hillary Clinton going to separate herself from Barack Obama? Well, she's not separating herself at all. I mean, she's clearly this is third term of President Obama. The Republicans are going to be able to easily sort of characterize it as that because she is certainly wrapping herself fully, not only in the things that he's done in office, but also the things he wanted to do and and, and pledging to people. F- f- and know, you know what's amazing about that kind of pledge to do that? I, I don't think that was her original plan either. I mean, I think she's no, just I decided think you're this. Absolutely right, Sean. Yeah, and and I think as you're right, I mean, I can see the campaign ads. Everything she's saying now in Iowa. New Hampshire, Nevada, uh, South Carolina, where we are, everything is going to come back to haunt her. Yeah, and it's one of those things where you know that uh, the Republicans are, are taping all this stuff and figuring out what they want to do and everything. And the longer that this fight goes on, the, the certainly yep. it is, the better for them. Now, the other thing I think we got to think of yeah, real, real quick. quick is will anybody yep. drop out after South Carolina? I guess the one person I'd look at, maybe Jeb Bush, but we'll see. All right, Jamie Dupree, the most connected man in Washington. He's on the ground with us here in South Carolina. He's in the northern part of the state. We're in the southern part of the state. State, but hopefully our paths will cross between now and then. Are you going to be in Nevada uh, Nevada next week? I will not be going out to Nevada, uh, but on that Tuesday I'll be heading out to Texas. they got that GOP debate in Houston yeah. next week. All right. It uh, never stops. We'll be in Nevada on Monday broadcasting this show, and uh, we have a special announcement, as I uh, mentioned earlier. Uh, we'll tell you more about that in a minute.